Lewandowski. Welcome to the Townland Basketball and Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Adam Hess, and with me, as always, is Mike Regan. Mike, how you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Big, severe winter storm warning out here in Buffalo. So. Yeah? You going to go uh, help them? Shovel the snow at Highmark? Fuck, no. Whatever, there you go. Highmark? I, I thought it was Orchard Park. That's the that's the town it's in. Huh. We got a... Uh, I was blessed earlier with the obnoxious emergency phone alarm. I, I It's for a good purpose, but like maybe we couldn't bring together some sort of committee to rethink the noise. I'm <laughs> just saying. Let's rethink this. Is also, your problem that the emergency alert noise is too jarring and alerts you to emergencies too heavily? Yeah, it's just annoying, you know? It's like I'm not even taking the emergency serious now because you've annoyed me. I'm just like, fuck off. Fuck you. I'll deal with it how I want to deal with it. Okay? And they're all like, oh, well, the next hour, it's coming down. And then now we have nothing so far. So... <laughs> We got uh, like four to six inches of snow in Chicago. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm supposed to get a couch delivered today. Don't know if that's happening. Mm. I was outside shoveling, shoveling my driveway. That's fun. Yeah. So let me ask you this about the emergency alert system then. Yeah. Would you prefer if it was like, oh, my God, a hurricane's bearing down on you. You're going to die. <laughs> no, I'd rather it like someone's voice just came on. And it was like, I mean, it could be like the Siri voice or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, oh my god, voice, a hurricane is coming down on you. You are going to die. Be kind of funny you if it's Woody so Allen. Fucked. No, I can't do a Woody Allen. <laughs> okay, uh, it'd be kind of funny if it was Gilbert Godfrey. Oh my god, <laughs> there's a hurricane coming. You're going to die. How's that? That's good. That's good. Thank you. Now let's hear your Christopher Walken alert. No. <laughs> no. All right, Mike. So we're a basketball do, and hockey podcast. Oh, sorry. I do, Jim, I do a mean JFK though. If you want to see it, modern JFK or no? Uh, I do a great modern JFK. You want to hear it? Yeah. Oh, you stole my joke. <laughs> I was just gonna slunk my head over. <laughs> Visual gags on an audio format. They're the best. So, Mike, you want to talk about basketball or hockey first this week? Uh, you can go either way. I mean, Basky is a cosmic gumbo of basketball <laughs> yeah. and hockey. We were joking about that. <laughs> we we called it a cosmic that. gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's kick it off with some basketball this week, I guess. Yeah. So, I wanted to start off here. Have you been following this Bulls Ring of Honor thing? No. So, last night against the Warriors at halftime, the Bulls introduced their first ever Ring of Honor, which included, you know, some of the most iconic players in the history of the sport. Daniel Bryan, TM Punk, Samoa Joe. Oh, different Ring of Honor. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Jordan Pippen and Rodman, as well as the 95-96 Bulls, headlined the Ring of Honor. However, Jordan Pippen and Rodman did not show up to the ceremony. Oof. Rodman was supposed to show up and had travel problems. That's all they said. Um, I'm assuming that's because Dennis Rodman is on many no-fly lists. <laughs> and that was the travel problems. It was like planes, trains, and automobiles. Like, he was going to try to get there by car and by, like, hang glider, but just didn't work out because of the winter storm. Jordan and Rodman at least recorded videos that played. Pippen fucking ghosted him. No show, no video, nothing. And he has his problems with the franchise. Like, yeah. that's pretty well known, but still. 
You introduced this guy into your inaugural Ring of Honor class. Didn't show up. You introduced Jordan, the most iconic player in NBA history and the most important player in the Bulls history. Jordan doesn't show up. What the fuck is Jordan doing that he can't show up? That's how unimportant this turned out to be. I have no idea what Jordan was doing. Yeah, he sold oh, the Hornets. Yeah. He, do he he doesn't own any part of the or I guess he doesn't operate any part of the Jordan shoe brand anymore. No, he just cashes in. He just golfs and gambles, man. Golfs and gambles. Yeah. It and got worse along. from there. What's up? Me and him would get along. <laughs> golfs yeah, and you gambles. Guys, yeah. You guys would have a lot to talk about. He <laughs> is one of the most famous people ever on the planet. And you aren't. That's why but yeah, but Massive celebrities like people like me to have in their their entourage because yeah, it's good to you know you watch too much entourage. That's why you they feel like that they way. have that that big disparity. So they also inducted the GM of the ninety five ninety six Bulls, Jerry Krause, who is notably the person who also was responsible for breaking apart the Bulls after the Last yeah. Dance. It's weird, and the crowd booed him severely. Yeah. Now here's the thing, Mike. Jerry Krause died in twenty seventeen. And Jerry Krause's widow was at the ceremony. Oh, no. Did she at least take it in stride? Just kind of laugh? Nope. <laughs> she okay. did not take it in stride. Did anybody show her the last dance? Does she not understand? The production crew cut to her as they were booing her dead husband. And she was on the verge of tears yelling at the crowd. Oh, man. Sports is the greatest thing ever. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> What was she yelling? I don't know. Couldn't tell. She was very angry, as you could probably assume. Is she, is if a crowd yelling? of people in Chicago were booing your dead husband. Is she yelling, he can't hear you. He's dead. <laughs> Maybe she was booing too. Yeah, I didn't like him either. <laughs> I told him I wanted a three-way, and he couldn't even broker that transaction. Um, oh. <laughs> so, yeah. Brutal. And they were playing the Warriors. So the only member of the 95-96 Bulls that was present at this Ring of Honor ceremony was Steve Kerr. <laughs> That's beautiful. Who was not happy in his post-game presser. Did he throw garbage at uh, Jerry Krause's widow? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's more of a Philly move, if you ask me. <laughs> Through hot dogs, mm -hmm. deep dish pizza, and the brown line. Um, so yeah. Not a great night for the city of Chicago. Not a great season for the Chicago Bulls in general. <laughs> so this is very worse. I'm kind of mad Rodman didn't come peeling in like fear and loathing style in a red thinking, Chevy Caprice to fry right onto the court. I was thinking it'd be really funny if he tried to do the uh, Lady Gaga where he comes in from the top of the stadium, but there's a dome on it. So you just see him like slowly sliding down the outside. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's a weak ring of honor so far. Who are they going to put yeah. in next? Derek Rose and Tom Thibodeau? Yeah, the next the next class, they, they said they're going to do it every two years, so the next class will be 2026. But they already ran out of people, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> we can't wait for the Joachim Noah induction. Who else is dead that the crowd can boo? <laughs> yeah. They should induct uh, Taj Gibson. Uh, I mean, if Thibodeau gets in there, you can't put Thibodeau in there without his son. Everywhere Tibbs goes, Taj goes. That's the yeah. deal. That's Tim Taj. It's uh, my favorite Netflix reality <laughs> TV show. They're detectives. It's just Tibbs yelling while Taj does push-ups. Yeah. Tibbs, a loose cannon cop who lives on the edge. Taj, the guy who's always with him. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out how Tibbs 
as a cop would be yelling ice. What would be the crime that would lead to that? <laughs> they would have to structure every show where somehow the killer did it with an icicle. Or an ice pick. Huh? Or it just push someone into ice. Oh yeah, he froze he freezes the dead bodies in a big ice cube. And so his his like moniker is ice, and then every time they find a new dead body, he'd be like, Ice! Ice! So every week he's <laughs> chasing down the same guy? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Got it. Just like Tibbs chasing a ring, he never gets it. Oh, oh. he did when he was an assistant on the Celtics. Assistants don't count. <laughs> not not in basketball. <laughs> okay, but they do in football. Just checking. Yeah, because you actually run like a whole position group or a whole side of do, the field. Do they count for the franchise if you were an assistant on a franchise but won a ring elsewhere? No. Nah. I was trying to figure out a way to get the commanders a few rings. I know. It's like saying uh, like Dominic Hasek won a Stanley Cup in Detroit. So now the Sabres have a Stanley Cup. Congratulations to the Sabres. Yes. Big day for us. All right, Mike. Next on our, our news to talk about, Kawhi Leonard gets paid. Three years, 153 technically, $100 million of new money. Well, $104 million of new money because part of that was that he now opted into his player option next season. He's locked into this contract until he's 36 years old. Mike, Kawhi Leonard gets paid in the same season where he has the most consecutive starts since he was on the Spurs. Here is the question. How many starts was that? Uh, 10. 27. 27, okay, sorry. I, I really shortchanged him there. If that... Like, is there no assistant GM to walk in and show their GM that stat? Yeah. And be like, uh, I think, you know, we might want to be... Ca- oh, okay, they, they already signed the contract. All right. <laughs> well, here's the thing about, about the Kawhi contract. Is he's been really good this year oh yeah yeah but he's also been like remarkably injury free I mean this is a guy that had like a nagging quad injury that lasted for it seems like 25 years him and Paul George remarkably injury free and James Harden and Russell Westbrook like it's they've had such a healthy season for a team that we are not used to having healthy seasons the Suns are so pissed yeah like, why the fuck can't we do that? Like, why can't we be healthy? <laughs> Fucking Bradley. Fucking Bradley Beal. So, it's kind of like when a player in a contract year suddenly has 18 sacks and gets paid a shitload of money, and then after that goes back to producing, like, nine sacks a year. Eight sacks talk- a year. You're talking about Darren Payne? Hey, <laughs> no one was dropping real names here, all right? Okay. We didn't need to bring anyone's actual name into this conversation. <laughs> My bad. Sorry. Don't know why you got to take shots like that. It's funny. But now, so starting next season, $49 million, and the two seasons after that, he'll be 50-plus million dollars, not years old. How do you think this contract looks in 2027 when he's an unrestricted free agent? Well, first I'll say that it makes sense. Clippers are riding high right now. Fourth in the West. Their stars are actually healthy. Eight and two in their last ten. They went on that one. They got hot, like, in December. And everything's looking great. So we're like, fuck yeah, we're getting a new stadium. We're signing our our stars. I think there was scoop scoops that they're working on, like a possible PG extension as well. Um, I'll pull up PG's contract I'm on spot track. I get why Balmer was all hyped to bust out the checkbook and get get things done. I don't know if it will age great, but the upside is it's three years. 
It's three years. So maybe in like year three, it's looking a little rough. Kawhi takes a downturn and that season's kind of just like meh, but it's three years. So I forgot that PG and Kawhi signed the same contract at the same time, and that was kind of the oh, point. So right. PG does have a player option next year, similar to how Kawhi did. So they could just give him the Kawhi extension also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm prone to agree with you. It could look bad, but it's only three years for a franchise that doesn't exactly have any young prospects that Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are taking minutes away from, except for, Mike, your favorite player in the NBA, Bones Highland. Yeah. Where's the Bones extension, Balmer, you coward? If you had to guess how much Bones Highland is making right now. I know it's the NBA, so it's probably something like probably making like $20 million. Because the NBA is dumb. I stupidly just typed the word Bones into Spa Track. Why did Zach Benson come up when I typed in Bones? I don't know. Bones are their money. Oh, my God. And you type Bones Highland, and I'm like, we don't know who that is. Oh, yeah, because I, I can never remember his name. It's actually Nishan. I just remember Bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Bones Highland is making $2.3 million this year. <laughs> Next year, he got his, the team option for $4.158 million. And then after that, he'll be a restricted free agent. Bones coming to the Big Apple. Let's get it done. Leon. Bones, Big Apple, Battlestar Galactica. It just makes sense. I have a question. I might have an answer. The Clippers are 25 and 13 and the Lakers are 19 and 20. Why did the Clippers have to move out? <laughs> because it's not professional wrestling. Just saying. I feel like I feel like after the season's over, there should be one exhibition game for for the Crypto.com Arena. For Crypto.com Arena. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the ire that you would get from the LA crowd if they kicked the Lakers out of the big stadium downtown in LA and made them move out to fucking SoFi. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> Here's the question. In that situation, does Steve Ballmer's competitive streak come out? Where he's like, we have to win this game. We have to show that we're the preeminent Los Angeles team. Or does his businessman streak come out and he goes, I just paid billions of dollars for a stadium right across from SoFi. We're going to that fucking stadium. No, the competitive side comes out. Right? Like his money man and like all of his people that work for him are screaming at him like Balmer this is a bad idea you lose so much money and he just does not care his accountant's running over trying to take the gut out of his hand before he shoots himself directly in the foot yeah he's like you sound just like Gates did to me all those years ago and I killed him for that oh wait no one was supposed to know that I replaced him with Cortana <laughs> as in the Windows AI yeah, what a fucking not, not the not. hot AI from Halo from Halo, yeah, I don't. Man, wanna... she got all kinds of milfy in those later games. Yeah, what there's deal with that. Those animators th- must have been so fucking horny. I don't think the Windows AI has any Rule Thirty Four. So, well, if you, I'm sure if you Google Cortana Rule Thirty Four, you'll at least find something though. Yeah, you'll find something. <laughs> uh, so speaking of the Lakers, yeah, man, we're flying through these basketball segments. Let me tell you, we're doing good. <laughs> Lakers uh, not doing so hot since the end of the in-season tournament, are they? That's uh, that's one way to say it. They had a blowout loss to the Suns on Thursday, and now, like you said, they're 19-20, 10th in the West. Currently sitting in the last play-in position. They have, like, a remarkably terrible offensive rebound percentage. Not a great effective field goal percentage. But here's something I really wanted to get into. Sixth highest free throw rate 
And this was something I posted uh, the tweet in our rundown. Something that the Raptors coach, who's Mike, of course, you know the name of. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, way closer than you had any right to be. <laughs> what is it? Darko Reykjavik. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. Let me make sure I pronounce his name correctly. Discord, Discord compression, they didn't get through. But it's, it, you know, it's something all Eastern European-y. But he had a whole rant after the Raptors game where the Lakers took like 40, th- 40 free throws. How many free throws did they take in that game? I mean, it was it was preposterous. Did someone show him the uh, the Fizdale rant? <laughs> Don't rook me. Rook me, yeah. Take that for data. Fizdale, out of the league. Really uh, Apex Mountain for Fizdale was that rant, right? He got done really dirty by my team. Is that why we all thought Fizdale was secretly a good coach? Just because of the don't rook me rant? Maybe. But in his defense, he went to New York and they were like, we're going to build a shit team around you and then just blame it all on you. All right, Mike, let me let me tell you this. That Raptors game in which Reykjavik was saying don't rook me, mm-hmm. the Lakers shot 36 free throws. How many free throws did the Raptors shoot? 12. 13. God damn it. I can't get anything right today. Anthony Davis shot 14 free throws. Ridiculous. Yeah. I said this to you when I was in Chicago. NBA. I'm that guy now. Way too many fouls. It's getting out of control. It's side games. It's not fun. Can I? There's no such thing as momentum you hear for a second. Well, you're wrong there, so sure. According to data, free throws and fouls are down compared to the 2010s and early 2000s. What data? Free throw rates. Is this like Aaron Rodgers, like COVID? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm immunizing yeah. free throws. Like, is this like ivermectin data, or is this actual raw statistical data? Well, it's MIT Zach Graham level. Is, uh, who who personally told me about this? Personally called you. Yes. Yeah, Zach, Zach Cram and I are tight like that. Don't want okay. to brag. 1970s, here, here we go. League-wide free throw rate per 100 possessions. 1970s, 25.3%. 1980s, 285 1990s, 28.5. 1990s, 28.4. 2000s, 27.3. 2010s, 24.3. 2020s, 22.7. Were there even 100 possessions in a game back in the 70s? 70s is when there was like 600 possessions a game. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's when it wasn't until hand one. checking in the late 90s, early 2000s that there was no possessions. Yeah. That's the dead puck era for basketball. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just get extra salty whenever, like, a fun game yeah, it's, gets iced on a free throw. If I had to say, why do why do we as fans, and I know, I know we're supposed to be talking about the Lakers because SEO, but why do we as fans feel like fouling and free throws are so much worse? It's because, A, the free throw hunting. Like, we were supposed to have the flopping call, but that – that kind of felt like feels like it stopped getting called in October. And B, mm-hmm. it feels like fouls are ruining the pace of the game in the fourth quarter. Like if I had to wait when I feel like fouls are getting called, I would say like it feels like 60% of all fouls are called in the final five minutes of the game. Yeah. And it, it sucks when like a team cuts it to like one score with 30 seconds left. And then they go on defense and there's like a really light foul that gets called and you're like, all right, well now they're up two possessions and the game's over. You know, it, yeah. it takes just the fun out of watching basketball in the end. Like I know it, a lot of people would disagree. 
Like the way you call the game at the beginning is how you have to call it at the end. So you can't really ask refs to put the whistles away in big games. But I feel like we hear that a lot. Like when fouls get called in like big moments, people are like, really? Like there you're going to call the foul? Like that foul you're going to call in that situation at that time? I'm a pretty staunch proponent of this is an entertainment product. And it's fine if it's less competitive, but more entertaining, right? Like, if you take away some of the pure competition edge, but make it more entertaining, I'm for that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm all for, in important games, critical situations, bury the whistle in your pocket. Mm -hmm. Let them play. Let them them play. Let them play hard. Yeah. We we don't need... I, I, I told the story in the podcast a few weeks ago, and I don't recall what game it was. But occasionally, when there's a game I want to watch, I'll go to the gym, hop on the stair climber, and just start, you know, hitting fucking climbing reps. Just, you know, blasting stair climber. Yeah. And I'll watch however much is left of the game. And that'll be, that'll dictate the amount of time I'm on the stair climber. Mm -hmm. So I went to the gym a few weeks ago and watched just the fourth quarter of a game. And by the time I got there, there was like four or five minutes left in the game. Hop on the stair climber. I expect like a 15-minute climb for the last four minutes of a game. Ended up taking 40 minutes. Like, I was so exhausted by the end of it. And it was because it was just foul call, foul call, foul call, foul call down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Like, that, it's it's a little ridiculous in late-game situations when it just kills (laughs) the momentum of the game. It is. And speaking of foul hunting, I don't know if I told the story on the podcast. I mentioned it to you. But when I was visiting family over the holidays, I went to one of my nephew's basketball practices. And my brother-in-law was the coach. They're like seven and eight, right? So, like, every time they're on defense and they go up to as the ball, they're just, like, jumping up and down with their arms up. And, like, I told my brother-in-law after, I was like, you need to tell your team that when they jump like that, you throw a shoulder into them and get the free two. Like, what are they doing? (laughs) Mike, the the king of don't hunt for fouls, telling seven-year-olds to pull the James Harden and jump into a a defenseless defender. I'm just going to get my nephews the dub. I don't give a shit. (laughs) Do you have money on the game? No, it's a pracky. Just a pracky? It's a pracky. So to bring this back to the Lakers, though. Yeah. With the Lakers having this high of a free throw rate. And so are, are you familiar with the four factors? (laughs) <laughs> that sounds like some Phil Jackson shit. Yeah. Phil Jackson just drank some ayahuasca tea and was like, what if there was four factors? It's like a triangle, but with one more. Yeah. For basketball reference, effective field goal percentage, turnovers, rebound rate, free throw rate. Makes sense. Those are the four factors. Mm-hmm. And the Lakers are pretty bad in three out of four of those. They don't have a great effective field goal percentage, especially when Anthony Davis is off the field. They are about league average in turnovers. They are way lower than you would expect in rebounds, and they're pretty good in free throws. Right. Well, it makes sense they would get a lot of free throws. I mean, they got a dominant guy in the middle who's going to get his like arm smacked all the time and get contact when he goes up for boards or shots from under under the basket. And then you got LeBron, who it's like a little bit, not like Harden level, but has always been somewhat of a foul hunter he gets the superhero it, calls yeah and on, yeah and on top of that he's Superstar. LeBron. i don't know james. why i said superhero <laughs> yeah either way but on top of that he's lebron james so if he doesn't get a call he like looks at the ref then yells at him and the next time the ref's making the call so here's here's also part of the big difference on offense when you look at the offensive four factors 
they uh, their free throw rate per game is eighth. On defense, it's second. And some of that feels like they're absolutely not calling fouls against Anthony Davis and LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But on, on offense, effective field goal percentage, they're 13th. Turnover percentage, they're 12th. And offensive rebound. Offensive rebound percentage, they're 29th. So the question is, how do you fix this? What can you do to improve this team, to make them a playoff competent team? Um, I mean, not to like piggyback off what some other people have said, but maybe we got, we were blinded by the depth and didn't realize the depth led to like a lot of players and none of them have they figured out how to best deploy them or figure out the best rotations for them. And also we may isn't have been that, like, isn't that a, your favorite coach Darvin Ham problem? Yeah, that would be a Darvin Ham problem. It also would be a matter of like, hey, we have all this great depth pieces with a very apparent talent ceiling on every single one of them. Yeah, and I, I guess that was kind of the idea, right? I mean, if you look down their lineup, they're pretty good down to 14th. I mean, like their they're 14th man, who's Jalen Hood Shafino. But... I mean, five games out of Gabe Vincent, that hurts them. But yeah, I, I mean, like, like they're they're pretty good down to 14. But if you take away Anthony Davis and LeBron James, your best player is Austin Reeves. And if you take away Austin Reeves, who the fuck's your best player after that? Who's your fourth guy? Am Reddish. <laughs> no sarcastic answers anymore. Okay. <laughs> also, big problem for the Lakers. They're only seventh in attendance. Oof. Uh, basketball reference never change. So what would you do, Mike, if you're the Lakers? I would try to package some of these players for someone who can be an actual number three. LeBron James for Paolo Bencaro. Who says no? Probably the Magic. <laughs> Whoa, that's a take. You think a team says no to getting LeBron James? I'm going to move my franchise player who I can have, you know, and be good for a decade to get a guy who hopefully has another year at peak LeBron level. But you're talking about the best or second best player in NBA history. He does have a player option next year. Yeah. Well, LeBron always hasn't LeBron been signing one and ones since he was like 25 feels like. Yeah. He's been signing one and ones forever. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of freedom you get when you're the most important player in the league. Yeah. The, His he, player option next year is more than Kawhi Leonard will make. Yeah. yeah, it's funny to look at his past contract page because you're right. Like, like he's been doing the one and ones for he he's done them at least the last two contracts, and he did them a few times in Cleveland. But he has yeah. so many fucking contracts. Like, you think top all time player, you gotta assume that guy's locked down max term, max money as often as possible. Nope, that guy's like one and ones doing he's smart. Yeah, he's smart. Don't like don't tie yourself down. Like that's one like I mean also Kawhi's getting up there in age so i understand but any player who doesn't we're going to talk about austin matthews and willie nylander in the hockey segment but like matthews extensions four years smart nylander's extensions eight years Eh. i like i don't know why athletes don't go for big money shorter years control my career and where i am instead of getting stuck to a team for a long time but that's neither here nor there when it comes to lebron but that that lines up correctly i feel like he basically returned to cleveland and ever since that first deal it was just one and ones constantly and then there was like a run of years where in the offseason it would be like 
LeBron opts out of his option. LeBron resigns another one and one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it didn't really matter. Is this is this uh should we just say it? What everybody's asking? Is this like a Zach Levine team? That it's the obvious Zach Levine team. What everyone's saying is that there's just no appetite for Zach Levine. And I feel like we're all trying to talk a Zach Levine trade into existence. I'm starting to think a Zach Levine trade ain't happening. No, I mean is the NBA just on guard for like, are we going to get this, the guy who stuffs the stat sheet on a bad team? Do we want that? I, the NBA is so much smarter than it used to be. Like, yeah. here's the thing about Zach Levine is that he's not great. He's <laughs> good, but you're paying $40 million a year for a guy who's like a very good scorer and nothing else. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking money, man. That's that a, a third, a third of the cap. On a player like Zach Levine. Yeah, I can't. I wouldn't sign off on that. If I was talking to Jeannie Bus, maybe over drinks or something, you know? <laughs> maybe something happens. I don't know. Maybe we go back to her place. Maybe we, you know, lounge in the hot tub. Talk All right, about the last love. podcast, you somehow oh, talked God. yourself into having sex <laughs> with Sean McVay. Do you just want to move to L.A.? Is that what I'm learning? L.A. 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 You gotta get tacos in L.A. L.A. Fuck, no one knows what we're talking about. But, I mean, like, what else is... What other move is out there for him? Yeah, I mean... Like, it, it's not Lakersy, but, like, Lori Markinen, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Boyan Bogdanovich, either, either one of them the Bogdanoviches. Yeah. I don't, I don't like Pascal Siakam on this team. I don't like Pascal Siakam on any team, but I don't like Pascal Siakam on this team. Markel Fultz. I guess Markel Fultz is just another. He's exactly like everyone else on this team. Jeremy Grant. Like, Jeremy Grant is just Zach Levine with an easier contract to swallow. I I um. cannot emphasize this enough. How much I watched Zach Levine when he was on the Timberwolves and how much I am glad the second that he inked a deal, five years, $215 million, that it wasn't part of the Timberwolves. Because I, I knew he wasn't worth that. I tell you what, if you're in a rebuild and you got some money to throw around for a few years while you're in that rebuild and you want to help like get some attention, get some people to come to games, sign Zach Levine. He'll have nights where he puts on like an offensive show. He's fun. Yeah. But I don't know if I want to pay him that money when it comes time to compete. He's going to eat up too much of the cap space. Yeah. But if you want a guy in the building who's going to score 60 and you don't need to win shit, Zach Levine's mm -hmm. a great guy to bring into the building. Yeah, but like if you're the Lakers, you're going to other teams and you're like, well, we have, I can give you Rui Hachimura and like maybe Tayshaun Prince and, and like. <laughs> Torian Prince. You Torian went old Prince, school. Tayshaun Prince. <laughs> Fucking 2011 out here all of a sudden. Torian Prince or something. And then if they're like, all right, well, what kind of picks can you give me? Well, we don't have our fourth or our 24. We first, we might not have our 25 if the Pelicans don't want our 24. So I can give you a 2026. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the deal, right? I mean, they're they're they have the one pick, the twenty twenty six pick, mm -hmm. that everyone assumes is going to be good because LeBron and Anthony Davis will have left. Yeah. So everyone wants that pick. So you have that. You have D'Angelo Russell, who perfectly fits into the mid level, and that's the entire point of that contract. Mm -hmm. And then just grab a handful out of the bucket of bench guys on that team that would look good on other teams. Yeah. I mean, you're almost looking for a team who's like, we'll take your bench guys to flip your bench guys. Yeah. You know. Um, Do Is there any chance they move Austin Reeves? 
<laughs> How about this? What what if they get D'Angelo Russell, Torian Prince, 2026 pick out of the building, and in return get Jared Allen and out for the season Darius Garland? Is that too little of a price? Jared Allen. Did Jared Allen's a big piece there, not Darius Garland. I'm just interesting. I mean, I'm just interested in, in I mean, is, is he coming off the bench or are you playing him with AD? That's my question. I'm, I'm thinking playing him with him. I mean, like yeah. we were talking about earlier, they have a really bad offensive rebound problem. Anthony mm-hmm. Davis is a very good offensive player and a very good defensive player. Jared Allen, very good defensive player, passable offensive player. Mm-hmm. I guess they wouldn't be willing to flip Darius Garland, but a first. Probably not. Yeah. Let's say a first D'Lo some salary match for Jared Allen. I think it would be very hard to move Dila, like really hard. I don't see what his value he's, is. Unless but he's, he's a contract fill. That's it. Right. Like that's the, when you say it's very hard to move him, he just makes the exact right money for the mid-level exception. Yeah. Like that's like when they go into trade talks and D'Angelo Russell is involved, it's not, not to be mean, but I doubt there are teams like, yeah, we really want D'Lo. It's like, we have to make the contracts work. And if you go to a team who's rebuilding or a bad team, they're like, all right, we'll eat the money, get this deal done, whatever. So if they move uh, D'Lo and just a bench piece for to make contracts work, I guess Jackson Hayes. Yep. Jared Allen for D'Lo and Jackson Hayes works. D'Lo, Jackson Hayes, unprotected first for Jared Allen. Who says no? Who says no? Who says no? Let me throw something out your way. And I'm, okay. I'm, I am I am stealing this talking point from when I was on the train. I listened to an episode of the Bill Simmons podcast. And I'm really sorry to the other person he had on. He was very good at talking basketball. I apologize. They spend time talking about the Lakers. And they brought up just for fun the possibility of the Lakers trading LeBron. Was this – this wasn't with Doc Rivers? No, this one was with okay. Doc Rivers. Um, but just for fun, they thought of the possibility of the Lakers being like, this season's just not going the way it is. Like, what if we trade LeBron? It would be fucking bold. I don't know if you can get away with that. I mean, it would be like Gretzky levels, except Gretzky was younger when the Oilers moved him to, to the Kings. But Okay. Where, where <laughs> would you trade LeBron to? You have to think – is it a city that's competing because they'd have to give up a lot or is it a city that can't get anyone in the building and wants to sell tickets? Well, LeBron's for sure involved in this process if it happens. So he's probably going to be saying, send me to a team where I can compete. My biggest fear would be if like one of the names they threw out in their hypothetical world was like Miami. <laughs> Just because oh my God. I, but a part of the reason why it would be amazing I just want to like watch some of the practices to watch Jimmy Butler try to alpha LeBron <laughs> and how poorly it would go for Jimmy. Uh, so I just did a trade with Charlotte. Ooh. Gordon Hayward, Brandon Miller for LeBron James works. Yeah. Might have throw some picks in there, I think. Yeah. But you're getting Gordon Hayward as a salary match. He's an expiring $31.5 million deal. Pick up young Brandon Miller in the process. Pretty good player so far this year. LeBron would never let that trade happen. Why? You can go hang out with MJ. MJ's not there anymore. Oh, yeah. Is he in Chicago now? He left town. All right. We're, at this point, prattling on about potential trades. Um, All right. Last thing I'll say is LeBron to Golden State. Let's just make it happen at some point. Yeah. Like, 
Come on, guys. Come on. I, let's let's finish up the banana boat. Get LeBron on the same team with Chris Paul. And let's get the Curry-LeBron one season. Call it the last tango. Last tango. Then, then both guys go their separate ways. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. Last thing I want to talk about here. Absolutely a season from hell for the Grizzlies. John Morant gets season-ending labrum surgery, posts a very emotional message on, on Instagram, which I have to say, personally, I really liked because the last time you saw John Morant posting on Instagram, it was not emotional. So <laughs> it, was, it was like Kanye and feel love. <laughs> so it was, yeah. Brat! It was uh, <laughs> super nice to see to see John Morant act like, uh, you yeah. know, a, a human. Um, then shortly after that, Marcus Smart goes down with a gruesome finger injury. He's Marcus at six to eight weeks. Mike is fucking smart. He's at six to eight weeks. Mike, a uh, hundred bucks on the board here. Mm-hmm. Who started at point guard last game for the Memphis Grizzlies? Mike Conley's not there anymore. Uh, no. <laughs> neither is Tyus Jones, right? Nope. He's in Washington. I'm, I'm stumped. Who is there? Vince Who's... Williams Jr. Oh, Vince Williams Jr. I knew his dad. Good guy. Vince Williams <laughs> Sr. was a linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, we used to have drinks down on uh, Chippewa Street. <laughs> Is that a place in Pittsburgh or is that a place in Buffalo? A place in Buffalo. Okay. Um, v- Vince Williams Jr., for reference, drafted in the second round of 2022 out of VCU. Hey, go Rams. Played 15 games last season. Oh. Now the starting point guard for an NBA team the rest of the way. Yeah. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> Be ready, Vince. Uh, Vince EJ. Uh Big time bummer for Memphis, but maybe it's like blessing in disguise. We don't have to try to do this miraculous turnaround with Ja getting the playoffs. We can just go ahead and call it. They were on pace. Yeah. So but, right now, Memphis has their own pick and is currently seen at sixth in the draft order. I assume right? that we see them climb climb up a little higher. Yeah. And I know it's not like the best draft when you look at the fact that we had guys like Paolo and Scoot Henderson last year, but <laughs> Paolo was two years ago. Not Scoot. Paolo. I meant, I meant to say uh Wemby. Wemby. Yeah, Wemby and, and Scoot and all those great players. <laughs> Scoot Henderson, who had such an atrocious stat line that I screenshot it and sent it to everyone I knew. <laughs> yes. Twenty one shots, fourteen points. Um he was that by the way, that game, he was a minus fifty three. Oh, I'm sorry, minus fifty six. Fourth highest number all time. You said I'm sorry, like it was a big difference from what you just said. <laughs> Those three points. He was a like, basket away from having the worst plus minus in any game in NBA history. Like you were so on the anti scoot train that you could not let those three points go. <laughs> the world must know. It was fifty six, not fifty three. Um, People have been like, he's better he's been playing better. Scoot Scoot is end of his era Kobe. I don't oh, get why God. people are into this. He is taking a million shots a game and making none of them. Yeah, it's not not going great for Portland, who I was going to mention it in a minute. We'll get back to the Grizzlies, but I'm guessing you saw Portland almost get laughed by by the Thunder the other night. That's the game I'm talking about. That's the one yeah. where... Oh, okay, that was the one, yeah, 139-77. Yeah. yeah, that's the one where, where Scoot was a minus 56. Yeah. And shot four, or 21 times to score 14 points. Yeah, I'm really mad the Thunder can have scored 14 points. Or 15 more points just to officially double them up. Yeah. I really wanted him to get there, but it's all right. Back to the, the Grizzlies. 
Bumper for Jaw. Because like I never thought I never thought Jaw was like a bad person after all the stuff that happened. It was like oh, he's, he's like a dumb kid who probably could use someone in his ear to be like stop. Don't do that. You know, like that one friend who's like the nerd of the group but is there to tell him like reel it in. Mike, um, stop trying to wiggle yourself into every entourage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John Morant, 24. When all those those the stuff came out, when he was getting into fights with kids on his private basketball court, when he was flashing guns on Instagram Live, he was 23 years old. Yeah. When I was so. 23 years old, I maxed out a credit card while working at GameStop. Yeah. So people make dumb decisions when they're 23 years old. Yeah. And I'm just worried that you know, the internet thinks people can't change. <laughs> My baby definitely thinks people can't change. Yeah. All I know is... Piece of shit. They're going to have to have an IV ready at Desmond Bain's locker after every game. Yeah. Terrence Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain are going to have to get carted out of the stadium after every game. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be insane. If They're not making the playoffs. We can go ahead and put that to bed. But, hey, yeah. get a good pick yeah. out of it. You at- know, maybe. You know? There's a chance. Now, add a lottery pick player to a team that has freaking Jaw, Desmond, and and uh, Jackson like that. Silver. I mean, it's like the uh... no, Chargers are a bad example, but like the Bengals, if they would have phoned it in more after the Burrow injury and gotten to the top ten, like that would have been awesome. They would have got a top ten player to go with already a very good team. Well, it's meant... it's like the Warriors during the COVID draft. Oh yeah, when Steph and and Draymond get hurt. Clay's already out. And they end up with the number two pick overall. And they use that pick very wisely. Is that Kuminga? James Wiseman. Oh, it's James Wiseman, who is now the property of the... Detroit Pistons. Oh, that's right. How could I forget? How could I forget? So I just pulled up a, a mock draft on Tankathon to see who they have the Grizzlies getting right now. And uh, I don't recognize any of these fucking people. <laughs> yeah. Alexander Saar going first. Firth going first. I said Firth because he plays in Perth. Oh. Going first in uh to the the Pistons. Nikolai Topic going second. What's the topic? To the Wizards. What are we talking Ta- about? N- Nikolai is the topic. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Zachary Reicher going third to the Spurs. Jacoby Walter going fourth to the Hornets. Ron Holland. Ron Holland. That's not a basketball player. Going fifth to the Blazers and Mattis. <laughs> Buzelis going six to the Grizzlies. That's what uh, oh. Tankathon has right now. You hit the wrong thing. You started a uh, GM mode on 2K and <laughs> yeah. just did one of the you know randomly generated draft classes. That's what the mistake is. Uh. How dare you disparage Mattes Buzelis like that, who has two blocks a game right now? I'm sure once the season starts to wrap up and I have to look more into the NBA draft class for the sake of the podcast, I'm, one of those names will probably be like, oh, yes, the dude. Just the dude right here. Oh my <laughs> god, they have Ryan. Dude. They have Ryan Dunn going sixteenth to the Magic. Ryan you know Dunn. Who? Oh shit. <laughs> Spelled the same in everything. <laughs> that is awesome. Also, a great time for everybody listening to remember the hilarious Hulk Hogan tweet. <laughs> Rest in peace, Bam. H H. H H. Brother. So, yeah, it could be an opportunity for them to get a, a high lottery pick, score mm-hmm. a good asset for a team that was pretty good in past years and is having a, a down year this year. Get a lot of high rotation minutes for Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, and then come back stronger next year. So, yeah. 
Oh, I didn't get a chance to throw us in the Lakers segment. I know we're getting ready to wrap up basketball talk, but I just got to say, this is karma. This is karma for, for being for being the freaking nerds who decided to hang an in-season tournament banner. <laughs> take it down. If you haven't taken it, taken it down yet, take it down, boys. What if they take it down and shit just turns around for them? They go on like a 40-game win streak. Austin Reeves just becomes like Seth Curry, levels of lethal. Seth Curry? Hey, Seth, Seth Curry could shoot a three. Don't even come in here and tell me. Didn't even give him Steph Curry. Austin <laughs> like, really improves to a guy that's probably a little worse than him. <laughs> How dare you? Seth Curry is a great role player. And Austin Reeves is a starter. You know what would be hilarious if they did trade Reeves? What? Is how big brain some of the GMs would be who didn't offer him anything. Yeah. He like didn't try to outmatch LA and then they just trade for him. Yeah, could have could have just paid him thirteen million dollars a year, and instead you had to give up two firsts and a player. Yeah, oh, that sucks. Good point. <laughs> touche, Adam. Touche. All right, Mike. You want to talk some hockey? In a second, I can't believe you didn't mention the biggest headline from the week. I feel like those were. I feel like I did mention the biggest headline. OG Ananobi undefeated as a Nick no more. <laughs> that goddamn Dallas Mavericks. <laughs> For some reason, we lost to like Kyrie, and I was like. Damn, former Nick players always wait. What Kyrie never played for the Knicks? <laughs> I think it comes from that off season where everybody was like Durant and Kyrie coming to New York, and they went to the wrong part of New York. <laughs> well, for you, they went to the right part. Imagine how tanked True. the Knicks would be. You wouldn't have gotten Brunson. True. Oh, you lost the Brunson revenge game. We did. That's the sad part. Damn, OG letting down everyone. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike. Let's go. Let's go talk some hockey. <laughs> <laughs> you doing feel the love over there? <laughs> I can still feel the love. All right. I really botched that. I was I couldn't figure out if I wanted to do a short all right or a long one, so I kind of did like a half all right and then just carried it out from there. We're back. <laughs> Talk about hockey. Mike, uh, I want to start by talking about injuries, and I'm not going to let you say anything. I'm just going to do all <laughs> okay. this. That's cool. No, Mike, you have some, something you want to say about injuries? Oh no! I, so I just wanted to, there's a few teams for like a little bit of a bit. I got to read off some of these teams injury reports. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you that that was also my bit? <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Go, ahead. Bounce, Go ahead. Let's bounce hear. back and forth. You just want to throw a team out. I'll throw a team out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can right. do that. Want to go alphabetical here? I don't have an alphabetical order. <laughs> All right, just throw out your fucking teams, Mike. Just start listing. We don't need to make this more of a bit than it right. already is. I'll throw out a team. You throw out a team. So first off, I'll go to a team. Well, real quick, I'm going to mention the Blackhawks. Before I get to that, can I talk about UC? Yeah. It's, I, I texted you earlier, your thoughts on the UC, and you were like, what is that? And then you said the UC, and I was like, what the fuck is the UC? <laughs> I was doing like what Jesse Pinkman did in Breaking Bad, where he heard a word, you didn't know math. what it meant. <laughs> no, <laughs> when he was like, yeah, it's totally Kafka-esque. Um, <laughs> so me and you want to go and see... the people in our... to go Lighthouse. see... versus McDavid at the United Center. And awesome stadium. I have to say that. It's embarrassing, but I've only been to four different NHL stadiums. Obviously, I've been to Key Bank up here for Buffalo a bajillion times. Um, Capital P- One. PNC or RNC, whichever the name PNC. is of where PNC, where the, the Hurricanes play. Yeah. Uh, Capital One, which is also a very cool arena, big time because it is in DC and now they're going to fucking ruin it. Yeah, um, super downtown. Yeah. And then. UC. Now, now uh, United Center, UC, as us cool folks call it. So 
really cool. It wasn't obviously packed because the second Bedard got announced out, people were like, I could like, you know, do my laundry <laughs> that day. <laughs> what if I just sit in a dark room and stare forward instead? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was unfortunate. But one thing that really stood out to me, and if anybody has never gotten a chance to do this, I recommend it. Being at a hockey game for a team that is an original six team with all that history and success in their history was fucking cool. Like as dumb as it sounds, just like the beginning of the game, the stuff they played on the Titan Tron and all the bells and whistles there. It just felt really cool. Um, and then also I mentioned it to you afterwards. I watched like every second of the Patty Kane, uh, Jonathan Tabes, like Stanley cup victories, like those playoff runs. They were just one of them. They were the most fun team to watch in the NHL. And so to be in the arena with Chelsea Dagger playing, it only played once because it's the 2023 Blackhawks, um, was also really fucking awesome. So I had a good time, even though they lost. I just wanted to say that. And you found the individual bathrooms? Yes. People, if you're up there in the 300s, turn around. There's like a bar up there no one was ever at. And then there's an individual bathroom that I had waiting in line for. I thought the guy died in there. Turns out he came stumbling out rough and I went into the bathroom and I was like, oh, yep, that's that's puke in the toilet. <laughs> what guy. an expensive place to get blackout drunk. Right? Like I got, as I got home from my, my trip and I was like looking at my bank account after I got paid and I was like, oh, that isn't, and I like looked back at my trip and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess I did like, you know, spend money on the trip. I was like, I don't think it was that bad. And I was like, looked and it was like United Center, two beers. It was like $35, $35, $35. I was like, ah, fuck me. Um, but yes, anything else on our, our game you wanted to mention? Yeah, I, I, I've been to a few Blackhawks games before. I, I went to a Bulls game. The crowd's... I mean, I've been to a few Bulls, Bulls games too, but the, the crowd's absolutely preposterous at the Bulls games. But I, I went to a few Blackhawks games before. This was the most raucous of the crowd I've seen because last season they didn't have Bedard, so everyone was extra sleepy and dead. Good crowd. You know, people people excited about goals and everything despite the team being terrible. Uh, my personal favorite thing about the United Center and all the history and, and everything you have to say about that is uh, looking up in the rafters now, and you'll be able to see the Ring of Honor. And whenever you want, you can <laughs> boo Jerry Curse. So, yeah. Find his oh. widow, yell at her about how he ruined your favorite team. It was cool to see the the Jordan statue as well, right when we walked in. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. surprised you didn't take a selfie with it. I'm not. I'm terrible about that. Like, I'm not a big picture person in the moment and then later on when i make a dating profile i'm like i have no pictures of myself <laughs> probably a good thing <laughs> we should just go around the united states and have you take pictures with all the different basketball statues and that could be your dating profile stick how many basketball statues are there to take pictures of uh let's see there's jordan boston has a larry bird statue overrated i'm sure someone has a wilt statue somewhere who else is there a does Denver have a Jokic statue yet? That should be a thing. You have to should. wait till the player retires. Is that how that works? Oh, we... uh, the Lakers have a statue, I think. What are you talking about? Statues? <laughs> talking about injuries now. I feel like it's time to move on past statues. Right. Let's move on to uh, injuries. So the Blackhawks. Oh, boy. We were at the game. We were like, they announced their lineup and we're putting the lines up. And I was like, those, those aren't NHL players. So I'm, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we went to a uh, Chicago whatever they are game. Wolves or something. Yeah, the Wolves. You get it. Uh, so... <laughs> Try to get through this as quick as I can. Seth Seth Jones, IR. Nick Foligno, IR. Connor Bedard, obviously, IR. Anthony uh, Bavillier, IR. Tyler Johnson, IR. Andreas Anathasio, IR. Taylor Hall, IR. <laughs> Literally every vet they brought in to fill out this roster 
the rest of the young players is on IR. Yeah. Yeah. And Bedard. <laughs> yeah. If if I'm a vet next off season and they're like, oh, two year contract, come play with our young guys, you know, add some culture to the locker room, I'm saying no. Like no no, no thank you. <laughs> It's uh, it's cursed. It's like saying Macbeth before a play starts. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to give you three in a row here because two of these are, are only one player long. But here are three teams, mm-hmm. and they're they're I, they're IR players of note. Vegas, Aiden Hill, Wild Bill Carlson, mm-hmm. Shea Theodore, IR. Washington, Nick Backstrom, IR, possibly retired. And Winnipeg, Kyle Connor, IR. Yeah. That's a bummer about Connor because didn't he um. He got hurt earlier in the year, and then he came back. Yeah. That's, oh. that, that's a new bar. Quick quick note. Congrats to Nick Foligno on the new contract, despite not playing hockey. Yeah, it's funny on the injury report. It's like, it's like uh, Jay or whatever. Nick Foligno signed out of a contract for so-and-so. It has nothing to do with his injury, but okay, thanks. <laughs> um, is the Backstrom injury that bad? It's a hip injury. It's one of those injuries oh. that players just don't come back from. Yeah. Yeah. Patty Kane had to have hip surgery in the offseason. And look at him. 75 goals, I think. 80 goals. Is that what he's up to now? Yeah. Um, You want to read off another team there, Mike? Yeah, sure. So we got uh, alphabetical list by city. Ridiculous. Uh, We got the Colorado Avalanche, who have hope to be in the Stanley Cup finals this year. Arturi Lakenen, Arturi Lakenen, IR. Josh Manson, Davis, Bowen Byram, IR. He might be back today. Pavel Frankuz, they have Kuz. He's out for the rest of the year, so they have no backup goaltender. Yeah. Yeah, not great. (laughs) Or out, sorry. Uh, Back to my my IR list. Anaheim Ducks, Trevor Segris, Leo Carlson, both on IR. Add that one down here. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was like, damn, the only reason Duck, like, two of probably only three reasons people will watch Ducks games. Yeah, and they just traded away Jamie Drysdale, too. Yeah, like, if you're a Ducks fan, you're just already already like talking about next season right you're kind of done yeah you got the kid from philly who's going to come up now next yeah. season uh, seems seems like a I, i've been saying the ducks seem like they're going to be a good team next year for like three years now but it seems like yeah. it could be a good team next year oh, yeah, i am sure uh want another one yeah you mentioned them earlier their estimated return dates are listed as soon we'll have to wait and see uh philip uh minnesota wild philip gustafin IR, Jonas Brodeen, IR, Grill Kaprizov, IR, Jared Spurgeon, IR. Yeah, it's hard out here for a pimp, some would say. Yes. Speaking of uh, Minnesota, another t- another team with high-powered offense that hasn't really worked. Andros Palat, Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, Dougie Hamilton for the oh, New well. Jersey Devils. Yes. All on IR. That is very – especially the Dougie injury because his estimated return date is not until March. Yeah, he's super fucking hurt. That's really rough. <laughs> Tore off a fingernail. Ooh. Stubbed his toe out for three months. See if I have any left here. I got some left. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, that's one of them. Ryan Reese is on IR, one of those gritty guys they brought in who was going to hit people. Uh, Joseph Wall, hopefully, will be back next week. John Klingberg, mm-hmm. IR till April. Another and Matt, gritty guy they brought in. Yeah, Matt Murray on IR May 7th. That's not exactly a loss, but with Joseph Wall also being still out currently, you have to put someone in the net. Have they considered just putting Willie Nylander in there? I think they saw a guy, like one of the janitors, and they're like, can you skate? <laughs> yeah, they tossed a cup at him, and he blocked it from hitting the wall. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
He's a natural. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna reel off the rest of my list here because I don't have a ton left. Uh, Me neither. Charlotte, I got Freddie Anderson, Columbus, Zach Wierenski, Boone Jenner. They put a team in Charlotte. Where do you think the Carolina Hurricane plays, Mike? Yeah, but no one calls them Charlotte, and they also don't. They play in Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got away with it. Yeah. Um, L.A. Phoenix Copley, uh, Tanner Juno, Mikhail Sergachev for Tampa Bay. It feels like uh, the league is way more injured than normal around this time of year, right? Yeah. You also, I have nothing left on my list because you took the rest of them. Um, kind of. It kind of feels like every year. Not every year. It's starting to feel like every year. In the NFL, through like the first eight weeks, there's just a string of injuries. Yeah, and every year people are like, does the, the league feel more injured than usual this year? Yeah, are we playing too many games? Should they have no practices? <laughs> Should they have no practices in one game a year? Yeah. Um, it feels like every other year there's a run. It happened this year where there was like a run of quarterbacks going down. Yeah. And those are the most... Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's the most important position. Arguably the most, no, not arguably, the most marketable position for the NFL. So, you know, they arguably, it's either, it's either long snapper or quarterback. Most marketable position. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it feels hurt more than usual. You know, mid season guys are, guys are banged up. Yeah, I, I know. It's it, maybe it's just the caliber of guys. It is a lot of big names. I will give you that. And it's on notable teams like the Avalanche getting banged up, the Vegas Devils getting banged up, Angus getting yeah. banged up, Zach so, Warinsky. Right, like you, those teams get way more attention. Like you didn't even mention the San Jose Sharks. Matt well, there's Benning no, there's no on IR. Players. There's no important players on the team, so it's hard to find the important players on IR. Yeah. <laughs> so real quick, just just want to think about it. You know, Nate McKinnon's officially jumped Connor McDavid in the. Uh, Heart odds? Let's go. That needs to happen. Why? Just because Nate McKinnon's never won one? Is that your argument? Yeah, because Nate McKinnon's fucking phenomenal, and it feels like it's just always an unfortunate situation every year where there's, like, that other guy. Yeah, McKinnon like, plus 220, McDavid plus 240, Nikita Kucherov plus 310. It's your top three. Top three. Yeah. I mean, McDavid will probably win it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Speaking of McDavid, Mike, in light of Willie Nylander's recent record-breaking contract extension, right, did it break any records for anything? Anything we can claim it broke a record for? I mean, the Leafs made two smart decisions in a row, locking down Matthews and him, so I guess, yeah, that's a record. <laughs> we wanted to just quickly touch on here. Who's going to win a cup first, Mike? Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid or Willie Nylander? And Austin Matthews. There's many facets to this. It's multifaceted, some would say. Yeah. Many interesting things to look at. Off the top, it's, it's something I would like to point out. Uh, the mm -hmm. Oilers are officially back in the playoffs. They are. They've been hot once. They keep going on these streaks. The beginning of the season, it was a god. It was a very bad streak. Not the streak you want. But they're now, are, after having that current that crazy streak, and it was like post-Thanksgiving, uh, November into December, they are now on a nine-game win streak. Yeah. So they're crushing it. I, so an interesting part, I, like I was trying to think about this and I was like, well, Matthews and Nylander are locked down for the next four years in Toronto. So is that could be a plus. And I was like, well, wait, Dreisaitl and McDavid are coming up to the end of their contracts. 
So could get it getting out of Edmonton actually make it more likely that one of them wins the Stanley Cup first? Yeah, I was trying to figure out, are we saying out of these four players, which grouping is going to win their first Stanley Cup? Or are we saying which group of two players is going to win the Stanley Cup first? So at first I was thinking like which group of two, but then I remembered that it's not a fair comparison because you'd have to that would be saying then for sure Drysaddle and McDavid are both going to be back at Edmonton. I'd kind of 50-50 on that. So now I'm just kind of thinking. Fuck, man. How would you let them walk? I know. But so now I'm just kind of thinking which one of those pairs will have one of the players win a Stanley Cup first? Well, I'm going to go Oilers then, right? I mean, you just kind of have to take the McDavid of it all. Oh, my God. Fuck you, Cap Friendly, and your auto-playing ads. I don't care about Dairy Queen chicken fingers. <laughs> really? Not at all? Not even a little bit about Dairy Queen I, chicken I, fingers? A little bit? No. McDavid is out in two years. Dressidle's out in two years. Mm-hmm. They'll both be... Uh, Dressidle will be 28. McDavid will be 29. Mm-hmm. Can you see them both going somewhere together? That Perhaps would be... Columbus, the preeminent <laughs> destination for free agent forwards. Oh, my God. McDavid. Dressidle. Goudreau. <laughs> um, Boone Jenner. Boone Jenner somehow ends up being the NHL's pick for all-star on that team. <laughs> uh, no, I don't think they'll go somewhere together. But I think one of them stays in Edmonton. I don't know if they can swing both of them. They don't need them anymore. They got Zach Hyman. They got Zach Hyman. Yeah, if you're paying both of them $13 million a year, can you keep them? Or is someone going to say, I can go get $14.5, million if I walk? Yeah. Or if they're just really on one of them's like, I just, this, we haven't been able to get this together. So I'm out. I will point out, Dracidal has only a 10 team no move. Uh oh. McDavid, full no move. Also, it'd be crazy to trade McDavid. Yeah. Also, Nylander and Matthews both are full no move. I don't, with players that good, I get the organization doing it. But it's funny when you look into contracts and you see kind of like, oh, yeah, they're, they're pretty good. Like second line center level guy, and he has a full no move. Like, why the fuck are you doing that? <laughs> what? Why are you? I don't get it. Uh, you don't think and Nylander deserves a full no move? Nylander does. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, Nylander does. You think Austin Matthews doesn't? Is that what you're no, saying? He, he definitely does. This is a throw the details. Nylander is eight by eleven point five. Over the off season, Matthews signed the four by thirteen point two five. But so kind of to your point, you made. Um, Next year's caps projected 87.7 million. So those two players are going to be taking up 28% of the cap on Toronto. So it begs the question, is Toronto just East coast Edmonton (laughs) (laughs) top heavy and can't get good goaltending? I don't see a single player on Toronto to the caliber of Zach Hyman. Oh, wow. Damn. It's a good argument, right? Like, which one of those rosters would you prefer right now? I guess probably Toronto, just when you talk about how many pieces they have. Although, you're getting McDavid. Like, they're very they're very close. I, I know you said it tongue-in-cheek, but I'm really not going to sit here and listen to the Mitch Marner slander. So <laughs> It'd be a hell of a cup final. I mean, it would be brutal because then we would know Canada was going to win, but it'd be a hell of yeah. a cup final. It would be. So, I'm sorry. Rephrase your last point because I was... I said that would Marner. be a hell of a cup final. No, the point before that, you... <laughs> plot i was I, I was asking which roster would you prefer and initially i was thinking toronto but 
if you take Edmonton, you get Dracidal and McDavid. Right. Stuart Skinner. Warren Fogle. Warren Fogle, Matias Yanmark. Uh you, got, you get Zach Hyman. Vander Kane's not doing what he did last year. Um turns out he was a power play merchant. Who could have yeah. guessed? Who could have guessed? It's funny how what a Conor surprise. Mc- Crazy how Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl can just make guys look pretty fucking good. Yeah. You got the Nuge. <laughs> just because he was a, a high draft pick in the past doesn't mean you can keep bringing him up. Yeah, but also, once again, like, thank, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I've been like, I'm always like so weird on Ryan Newton Hopkins. Why? Because he's both okay and an NHL player? Is that why you're so weird <laughs> on him? I don't know. He makes, he makes a lot of money. <laughs> If oh, that's no, he doesn't. Argument, that's should, right. Shouldn't he be make... the biggest Luel Deng fan on earth then? I forgot he's only making $5.1 million. That's a lot of money that... compared to what you make. That's a lot compared to what I make, but that's actually a really good deal for a guy like Ryan Newton Hopkins. I would actually Is it? That. I think so. Or is it just like totally a fine deal for a guy like Ryan Newton Hopkins? Isn't Ryan Newton Hopkins the exact guy you would say, yeah, $5.5 million a year? I guess, but I, know, I think they got a little bit of a discount because of the team he's on. And he gets a chance to play with the two of the greatest players in the world and go go win a cup. Like I think he could have got if he hit let himself hit the market, he would have got more from another team. For sure. Yeah, I mean, someone's gotta get paid in San Jose. Sure. To speak on Nylanders and Matthews real quick, you know what's crazy? Austin Matthews is so fucking unreal. The only year he didn't have a point per game was his rookie year when he scored forty goals and had sixty nine points in eighty two games. <laughs> Since then, it's been 63 and 62, 73 and 68, 80 and 70, 66 and 52, 106 and 73. Yeah, that was the year he won the MVP. Yeah, uh, 85 and 74. And then this year, he's on 40, he, uh, has 48 points in 38 games. It's unfreaking real. Like, how yeah. far off is Matthews really from like a McDavid? Okay. I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying, right? Because at the very, very peak, it's all about decimal points, right? It's all about small percentages. What percent is McDavid better than Matthews? But the answer is Matthews had a 106-point season, and we're like, whoa. McDavid had a 120-point season. 120 points. That is how much better McDavid is than Matthews. Is that in their best season, McDavid still scored 14 more points. Fair point. That's a fair point. I guess I can't, I can't argue. And it also was like, wow, McDavid, that's McDavid for you. Yeah. No you one else, no, no one was like, oh my God. Everyone went, yeah, it makes sense. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's, of course. That's what, that's how Connie McD does it. <laughs> and but, then the other one is, is, you know, you take Dreisaitl versus Nylander, right? Yeah. Dreisaitl won a heart trophy. Yeah. Ny- Nylander is not, he's really good. Yes. But he's not what Leon Dreisaitl is, unfortunately. I mean, last three years, he's been still not on Dreisaitl. <laughs> he had like 80 points in 81 games, 87 and 82, and then this season, he has 57 and 39. So, pretty good, but I mean, I don't he think anybody... 57 points this season? In 39 games. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It's really, really good. Yeah. Is there a world... You think... We're like totally off how we started this topic, but... You think the fact that they only got Matthews down for four years is why they then went and got Nylander locked down for eight? Yeah, I think that hockey is such a weird sport because it's a bunch of the 
it's a bunch of offensive linemen who never got fat. So it's a bunch of guys who are like, we're a team. We got to play for the team. It's not about me. And you only occasionally see a guy who's like a wide receiver or an NBA player who's like, nah, I'm signing a contract for me. And like the mm-hmm. three-year, four-year deal when you're a peak player is just a good deal. I get it. You don't have the the injury insurance. So if you get a career-ending injury, you're not getting paid, you know, the extra four years of, of money. Right. But Matthews did it right. Four years, shitload of money. He'll go get paid again. This is Nylander's last big contract. He will not get paid big again after this is over. He'll be, he'll be 35 when this contract's yeah. over. McDavid will yeah. be 30 when his is. And I do think McDavid's thinking, like, we have built something here in Toronto. Let's stick McDavid's around. McDavid's thinking that? Sorry, uh, Matthews is. And he's like, let's stick around, see if we can actually get the cup here. But I do think McDavid at some point wants to come across the border while Matthews. he's still in it. Matthews. God damn it. Uh, while he's still in his prime and play for play for some team Columbus. in the States. Arizona, baby, he's going home. Columbus. Arizona, baby, he's coming Everyone home. to the Blue Jackets. Everyone to the Blue Jackets. Also, I did totally on a random note, because when you were talking about McDavid putting up, uh, not even 120, he put up 153 points last year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> In 82 games, he scored 64 goals and put up 153 points. That's unreal. That's not why I looked it up. I looked it up to see his numbers in the COVID season when he put up 105 and 56, but... This whole conversation stupid. McDavid's going to win a cup at some point before the rest of these guys. Austin Matthews is in Toronto who can't put one foot in front of the other most of the time, yet people still keep to think like, oh, we're gonna, they're going to win the cup. Meanwhile, he's going to leave in four years to go to fucking Arizona and see how well that goes to win a cup. William Nylander is going to be left in Toronto by himself with like fucking Tyler Bertuzzi and a 42-year-old John Tavares. Who knows where Leon Dreisaitl will be or McDavid, but McDavid's winning a cup first. And possibly. And 53 points. I didn't pull it up. I can't believe I undersold him when I said 120. Yeah. It, it's it should be McDavid. And it will be the biggest travesty to the travesty to the support the support. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mike. It'll be the biggest travesty to the sport if McDavid does not get I mean, we're going beyond LeBron points of this. Of like the bona fide best player in the world. Yeah. Even at least LeBron made it to the the finals. Yeah, yeah. When he was in yeah. Cleveland, yeah. When he was in Cleveland. So are you lo- saying that McDavid should take his talents to South Beach? Oh my God, McDavid, Reinhardt, Kachuk, Jesus Christ. Well, Reinhardt's not going to be in Florida after this year anyway. Hey, he's going to go to Columbus. <laughs> What's that? You're funneling everybody to Columbus. What is this? This new kink of yours. <laughs> All right, so we both agree that it's McDavid, right? It should be. No, it's it's definitive. We have to pick here. I'm saying I'm saying McDavid Drysidle because I think McDavid's the first one to win a cup. Okay, I'll say McDavid. Now let me ask you this question, just to change up a wee bit before we get moving. Next two years, Drysidle and McDavid are still in Edmonton. You had to put your money on one of these two teams to win a cup in the next two years. Looking at the overall team, yeah. Who are you taking? Edmonton. Yeah, I know. I knew you were. As I was framing the question, I was like, he's still going to take Edmonton, Michael, because they still have McDavid. He's yeah. not listening to his first point. And you're like, ah, well, McDavid has to come off the ice sometimes. Great. They have Dreisaitl behind him. And Stuart Skinner. I'm leaving dear, in that whole pause. Dear God, they need a goalie. What if they, they need... trade for Joseph Wool? <laughs> they need a goalie. McDavid for so Wool. Who says no? And Toronto needs Joseph Wool to come back and actually be what he was before. It, you know what's funny about 
just looking at the overall team structure of Edmonton is that they have one, two, three, five people coming off the books next year and doing quick math. It's going to free up roughly $6 million. <laughs> six, seven. Who can they sign this offseason for $6 million? Miro Heiskanen? Is he a free agent? <laughs> I don't know. Is he going to only want $6 million a year? Not sure. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't know. All right, Mike, we, we got we to gotta get moving here a little bit. Okay. Part of the reason I've been talking about Columbus so much is because I keep I trying know, you, to segue you, into this. You really want to get to this. I'm sorry. Have you been following this fucking insane Elvis Merz Lincoln story? I, I checked it out. I may not know as many of the details as you. I know it was reported he requested a trade, and then he said, I didn't request a trade, but we're, we both agree that I need a change of scenario, something along those lines. Yeah. So initially, the athletic, the, the beat reporter for Columbus – Pointed out this Mer- that Merzlikin hadn't played in five games, and in four of the last five, hadn't dressed. So he went from being the number one goalie to the number three goalie. When they asked the GM, he said that they wanted to get their young guy, Tarasov, more minutes. Okay. Then behind him, they were using Spencer Martin as the backup. And then in a game that Tarasov was getting a break, they started Spencer Martin and had Merzlikin as the backup. Now, Merzlikin is locked into his contract until 2027. He also has a no-movement clause. I, th- I believe it's a 10-team no-move, but he has a no-movement clause. So like you said, initially the report came out after this got publicized that Elvis Merzlikin had asked for a trade. Merzlikin comes out and says he didn't ask for a trade, but that him and the Blue Jackets GM have come to an agreement that, like you said, the Blue Jackets are going to pursue a new situation, whatever the fuck that means. He's immunized. He's immunized. That's what this is. And I don't know if you went through and were like reading any of this, but some of the quotes are a little wild. Hit me with them. So the GM who, the reason I'm saying GM is because I actually can't pronounce his name. It's got like a bunch of umlauts over A's. Yarmo Kekalainen. Yeah, that's probably it. That tracks. So Yarmo Kekalainen comes out and says, Either he'll play well and become the number one goaltender as his skill level should be, or we'll find someone else. Whoa. First of all, fuck you, Yarmo. That's like tying a boxer's hands behind his back with the team he has in front of him. That's like saying you tied a boxer's hand behind his back and then he's losing fights. And you're like, yeah, but he should be winning fights. (laughs) Well, he was one of the worst goaltenders in the league last year, but they didn't bench him. And then this year... He's 14th in save percentage and 10th in goal saved above expected. Yeah. And they benched him, which is weird. It's really weird. Here's, here's another quote. This one's from Merz Lincoln. Last year, I felt awful. From four goals, three were mine. And I felt bad because I let the guys down. Here, this season, we're working hard. The results are not coming, but I believe they can come. It's not up to me why we aren't playing better on the power play. I'm honest. I don't even understand what they're doing on the power play. It's not my job. So then Merzlink is throwing out haymakers about the power play. Read the first part of that quote one more time. Last year, I felt awful. From four goals, three were mine. And I felt bad because I let the guys down. Here, this season, we are working hard. The results are not coming, but I believe they can come. Okay, there. The resu- <laughs> working hard, the results are coming, but you know, they're not there, but I believe they will be there. I'm paraphrasing now because I have a terrible short-term memory. That sounds a lot like Magic Johnson, but I'm not going to be here. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's how I read that. Continue. Um, so they asked 
I, I believe this is the coach they ask. Uh, a question <laughs> where they're talking about Mers Lincoln and they ask him a question that referred to him as their number three goaltender. And the coach replies, who called him a number three? And the reporter said, Mers Lincoln did. And the coach just goes, oh, it's so weird, man. Super weird. Like the coach didn't know he was the number three. The GM is very adamantly saying that he'll get more play time. If he improves, he's playing well. Merz Lincoln's blaming the power play, and now they're pursuing a new situation. Elvis, I, I'm not sure your reasoning for saying that you decided. Maybe that's like the Latvian translation, and we're getting it mixed up. <laughs> it's it's Bill Murray. It's it's uh, fuck Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> it's lost in translation. Lost in translation. Got it. Um, but just request the trade, dude. Like full on request the trade. He Maddie could chuck it. I ain't resigning. Well, yeah. he's he's signed until 20, 2027. So, so in the limited action he saw in the COVID year 21, 20, uh, 2020 to twenty twenty one, he had a two seven seven and a nine sixteen. It felt like all right, like here we go. And then last two years have not been good. He's also gotten shelled to shit <laughs> the last two years. Yeah, like he played in fifty nine games and the 2021 season and faced almost 2000 shots and he had a 907 and when you factor in the mass shots he's facing and i don't have the advanced numbers in here to look at high danger i'm sure they were high as well that's not terrible now the 3.22 is not great but once again when you consider what he was working with in front of him last year he only played in 30 games but (laughs) i mean he still took a lot of shots and i know the number is really bad but i believe like i believe he is i'm not saying he's a vesna goalie he could go somewhere better and all of a sudden put up Shesterkin, Linus numbers, and win a Vesna. He's a good enough goalie to go to a good team and perform and hold up his end of the deal and win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, remember last year when you and I would just like pull up hockey databases and just read the number of shots that Merz Lincoln was was defending against? Yeah, so every night it was like 40. 40. Yeah. 40. Like it was it was bizarre it was not bizarre it was ridiculous and to like tie back just a quick second to our previous conversation if you're edmonton why haven't you picked up the phone yet yeah like i know he carries a what is it a four point or is it a, i think it's like a six million dollar cap it 5.4 5.4 million dollar cap it make it work find a way to make it work yeah the question is is edmonton on the no trade why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't you be like, oh, I can go play with a good team? I don't know, man. These no trades are so weird sometimes. Yeah. Like if Guinea Dodonov had Anaheim on his no trade, but no one knew about it, but he was like playing for the Senators. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. This, these no trades are so weird. Like who knows what the 10 teams are on his no trade? Maybe he just fucking hates Alberta and has has Calgary and Edmonton on there. Well, give me one second. I'll pull up the standings and I can tell you what 10 teams are probably on the no trade. <laughs> and Columbus would be on it, but he already plays for him. <laughs> it would be really funny if he had Columbus on the no trade. He's like, if you guys trade me, I refuse to be traded back here. <laughs> like in a league where there's so many teams, like league average goaltending isn't anything immaculate. Like it's around a 900. 902, yeah. Yeah, it's like a 902 and probably like what? 2.75 goals against around there if yeah, I had to guess. Yeah, or like, you know, upper two is close to three. 
there's a lot of good teams that if they could just get that, they'd be a lot better. And so for Elvis, if he is available, if this new scenario means a new team, then I, I feel like there's, I could name a bunch of teams that I feel like should be picking up the phone. I mean, yeah, fuck like paging Carolina, Edmonton and uh, Toronto that we just talked about. Like, Absolutely. You guys, can you guys use a good goaltender to throw back there? Yeah. I know like Joseph Wall might be back next week, but then again, you're banking on a rookie to, to stay hot. Yeah. Come back off an injury to stay hot. You know, it would be nice if you make the playoffs to have a guy with more experience behind him. Yeah. A guy that when he only has to face 23 shots, will be so thankful. Right. All right, Mike, you got any final thoughts on this weird Elvis Merz Lincoln thing? <laughs> no, other than I'm, like, I, I mean, if there are any Blue Jackets fans, I'm not sure I haven't run any into the wild. I feel bad for him. Like, this team has just been, the last few years has been brutally run. I mean, for a while, it's been brutal. If they're the youngest team in the league, well, they were before <laughs> Vegas and the Kraken, but. They, uh, yeah, it's it, basically it's all been downhill since the Pierre-Luc Dubois fiasco. Yeah. Like we knew, like this year, we already knew it was going to be a shit show. They tried to bring Babcock back. <laughs> oh my god, oh, I've totally forgot about that. No one pulled up his Wikipedia and was like, "There's a chance this could go sideways." This guy sounds like he's stuck in a different decade of coaching. Yeah, you know what? I do kind of feel bad for Columbus fans now. I was really enjoying it until uh, I totally forgot about the Mike Babcock thing this season. Yeah, I mean, they have Adam Fantilli in the system. That's nice. They have Adam Fantilli but... in the system. They're, he's getting a lot more play time now too. Oh shit! What else are you gonna do? Well, they were they were doing that whole like limit thing where they would like yeah. play him on certain days and not on others. But now they're they're like, yeah, we're fucked. We might as well get Fantilli going. And I'll tell you what, he's probably a couple years away from being better than Gaudreau ever was. Nine point seven five million for the next millennium. They're gonna be paying Gaudreau. Is is Zach Warinsky at least still young, like he is in my head, or is he like uh, thirty? He's re- he's relatively young. Yeah, twenty six. Yeah. But he's once again on IR. He can't stay healthy. Yeah, he really can't stay healthy. To, to save his life. So Maybe Warinsky is Dutch for always injured. He's uh, he's American, but that would be interesting. <laughs> Last names don't have to represent the country you currently live in, Mike. Well, especially in America. We're a melting pot, you see. Yeah. I, we're talk- we've talked way too much about the Blue Jackets. <laughs> well, I but kept you know bringing what? them up. <laughs> you know what this has kind of like sparked in me down in my loins? What? We need... I'm demanding it. We need to talk some like trade deadline. We're halfway through the season. We haven't even talked about trade deadline. Like you even call yourself a podcaster. You haven't talked about trade deadline. I texted you and asked what hockey topics you want to do. And you demanded Elvis Merz Lincoln. No, I said two things. I said trade deadline. And I said my terrible uh, Stanley cup segment. That one got awful. Okay. <laughs> That's what I said. How did your Stanley cup segment go awful? What was your Stanley I... cup segment? Oh, who was going to win the cup first? Yeah. We just talked about McDavid's 153 point season. Yeah, I, That's the problem with, we really shouldn't bring up McDavid or Edmonton because then the topic of Edmonton will dominate <laughs> this podcast in the first half of the next podcast somehow. I can't wait for Smurz Lincoln to get traded so everyone can tweet out Elvis has left the building. <laughs> Remember we were at the game and they had that Elvis impersonator who looked nothing like him playing between periods? It didn't really sing like him either. Yeah, and you were just shook that I knew Elvis. Yeah, you're a big you, Elvis guy. I take it back. You weren't shook. You looked disgusted. <laughs> I didn't expect it. This is why you like Austin Butler so much, apparently. Oh, Austin Butler. <laughs> I wouldn't kick him out of the hot tub with Jeannie Buss and Sean McVay. Oh, my God. <laughs> right, Mike, you got any final thoughts on hockey? Or basketball, for that matter. You see uh, A.J. Brown's not playing? I did see that. That's actually funny you mentioned that, because just for fun, 
since football is going to kick off here relatively soon. Wild card weekend, baby. I, I cooked up a little fun little anytime tutty parlay. I thought just for fun, even though this is our cosmic gumbo podcast of basketball and hockey, I can let you know this parlay and I want you to tell me break it to me which leg is killing the six leg anytime touchdown score parlor okay can i tell you it's definitely not hitting regardless to start I, off yeah i know okay. but if it does hit i win 750 it's, it's not gonna hit there's no if right. you put what down 10 to win 700 uh well no my account was in like not an even number so i put eight dollars and 49 cents to win 700 dollars. 715 okay you know the implied odds on that are like 0.015 percent la 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 Hey, at least I did put a straight down today. My largest bet is on my Texans minus one and a half at plus 124, baby. Stroud nice crowd. Job. Stroud crowd. Um, <laughs> all right, you ready for this? Yep. First leg. Browns at Texans. I did one from each game. Nico Collins. Who else is Stroud going to throw the ball to? Dalton Schultz. I honestly don't know how well of a season Dalton. I, it doesn't pop off in my head. He is pretty good. He's a very good season. Okay. Dolphins at Chiefs. I just went safe bet here. I know he hasn't had like he's had a, a very good year by tight end standards, but maybe not the monstrous year. Thought I'm still, I'm going Travis Kelsey. Freezing cold mm-hmm. favors the offense. I like it. Yeah, I mean Travis Kelsey in the playoffs. Come on. Steelers at Bills. You already know what it is. Stephon Diggs. Nope, they're gonna get in the red zone. Josh is gonna scramble out right. He's gonna do a little. Dodge a tackler. I took Joshy anytime. Okay. Today. Yeah. That's a good call. It's also going to be shit weather. So, yeah. Um, Packers at Cowboys. This was the toughest one for me to pick. You, so I you can just go Rico Dowdle or CD Lamb on it. Oh, correct. I went, I went CD Lamb. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad corner group, bad defensive play caller. CD Lamb, very good. Mm hmm. Um, for Rams at Lions, this is actually fun. Uh, Kyron Williams, top of the list, he was minus odds, minus 140. Didn't take him. <laughs> so I went with one of the Rams receivers. Who do you think I went with? Uh, Puka. See, I thought Puka. But then I was like, you know what? It's the playoffs. We're going to go with the vet. Playoffs? Playoffs. I went Cooper Cup. Yeah. And then lastly, Eagles at Bucks. I like this guy. This guy's kind of frisky. He's kind of frisky at him. Rashad White. Okay, Rashad White's going to miss. Damn. And Nico Collins is going to miss. Those are the two I'm kind of most nervous about. Yeah, those are your two misses. All right, Mike, you got anything to plug? Uh, yeah, on Saturday is officially it has a timestamp on it. It will be coming out on Monday. Talking... Oh, I have Monday off, so I'll be able to edit that pretty clearly. Yeah, I have Monday off too. Shout out MLK. Um, for good, guy. Yeah, good guy. Yeah. <laughs> Heard, good... Heard some good stuff about that, Martin Luther King. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy, there's more stuff coming. It's really going to bum you out. <laughs> um. Uh, gonna be obviously national title, which feels like it's forever ago now, but it'll be a lot of Nick Saban talk. So look forward to that. And other than that, follow me at Town Alone Mike and uh, Jeannie. Call me. We'll do lunch. Are you buying? I don't know. If we're going to like somewhere like in LA, it could be a little pricey. <laughs> so yeah, Jeannie, call my buddy here and you can buy him lunch. You're also gonna <laughs> need to fly me out. Call, call me. You can follow me at Talon Adam on Twitter. Uh, season's obviously winding down, so we have League Pass watchability rankings. We're here every Monday and Thursday for the Talon Podcast, every Saturday for Baski, which you just finished listening to. And uh, I don't know. 
figure out some more content to go here. Gonna start looking into video stuff after we get out of the season and I have a little bit more time on my hands. I'm thinking for the podcast from now on, we'll probably do for the football podcast through the end of the season, we'll do one segment on the playoffs, one segment on the general off season, and one segment on the draft and see how that works. One one pod a week or two pod? Two pod for now. Two pod, okay, good. Then be sure to check out townland.com. We got all our great, great, great content up there. And next week should have uh, Tyler Carcara back on the podcast. Let's fucking go, people. Let's fucking go. It's also free content. No one does free, free content, content anymore. <laughs> Not even OnlyFans. No, yeah. probably do have some free accounts I hear. Ah, see, that was a trap to see if you're on OnlyFans. <laughs> Mike OnlyFans Regan, we call him. <laughs> what a depressing nickname. Call me Genie. <laughs>